This is The Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Peak Performance. I'm Van Velding, and I just love this episode. I love it so much. I'm Derek, and I also love this episode. It's actually really good. I'm not just mimicking him here. <laughs> it's good. All right, and three, two, one, engage. It's They open up here with like the Enterprise and the shuttle, which is... It does so much to... Like, we already have a, a log establishing things. But, like, right. you instantly understand how things work. They send people around in shuttles, um, just going all around the place. It builds the universe really quietly and it Look at this, shot. dude. I, like, he comes in and he just already has this presence of just, like, this kind of rat analyzing everything. Like, yeah. look at that. Like, that <laughs> turn around, it's good. Yeah, that's Roy Brocksmith. You might recognize him most as the psychologist from Total Recall. But okay. he's been in like a billion other things. I thought he was the dude from Pee Wee Herman's uh, A Big Adventure, like that got the trick gum, but I guess he's not. He's not. Francis Francis was the character's name. It's not him, though. Okay. Um, yeah, look at this. Like his little <laughs> facial, he's like, I'd, I'd like to get started. And Riker's like, look at this nerd. <laughs> I like it. Love it. So. Oh, uh, uh, I, 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 like how, I like how much we get of Worf in this episode. We even get to see his quarters, which is awesome. Yeah. And I like Indeed. how he's like, listen, these nerds are just saying that they're strategists. I want to punch them to see if they're really strategists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that weird disconnect between Cleons being warriors who carry pointy things and starships murdering each other in space. Right, right. It's like, what are you going to do? Just punch the ship after your own ship blows up? Come yeah. on, guys. I mean, yeah, and it's, uh, it is kind of interesting you know, to have that, that perception anyway, you know, because any... In, even it, you know, back in the days where we're swinging swords at each other, um, it, it was never like one-on-one combat. It was always group combat, right? So um, there still was kind of this methodology that takes away the the individual kind of expression that seems to kind of be baked into this warrior philosophy that you see in both Klingons and uh, yeah. romanticization of fan- of samurais and the like. The, the idea of personal supremacy in combat. I mean, yeah. I kind of get the, the idea of, like, the psychology of the Zack Dorn, where if your enemy doesn't want to fight you, then you already won. Yep. Um, which is just basic brinksmanship. So, uh, um, I'm not familiar with the term brinksmanship. Is that just, like, uh, I, don't know, is, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's how close can America and the USSR get to spitting on each other without the nukes getting exchanged? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so Picard says this. Um, he, he says that uh, Starfleet is not a military organization. I've been asking this question uh, since the original series, and I just talked over it, which I'm a little upset about. But he, <laughs> says, he says that they're not a military organization. I feel like that's bullshit. They do a lot of military things. They have weapon-destroying systems on their science, air quotes, vessel. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's necessary for science ships to defend themselves. I think Starfleet is there when stuff needs to be done. But, you know, last season we got sent to the neutral zone to to be a military deterrent to the Romulans. Yeah, and, like, Uh, here's my thing. Like, I understand, like, like, right now, if I... If I have a science mission to Antarctica, I'm going to have, like, some scout dude that has a gun that knows how to, like, oh, I see a polar bear. This is what you do when you see a polar bear. Like, that guy. The survival yeah. guy. He's not a he's not a military guy, but he's kind of like a scout wild man kind of guy, if Hey, you do, do you know how many scientific expeditions uh, United States nuclear submarines have done? 
no. the North Pole. Like, there's a whole thing where, like, that top part, for a lot of those, those are reinforced to break through Ar- Arctic ice. Not oh, Antarctic, okay. Just Arctic, because the Antarctic's solid down there. Oh, but the Arctic... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's solid all the way down. <laughs> yeah, that, that's water with ice on top, and you just bust through that. And um, it's not uncommon for the Navy to work with uh, civilian science organizations to do uh, research I did not know there. that. I did not know that at all. Uh, that's, yeah. that's interesting to know. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I just... In my mind, I can't envision, like, a science expedition to, like, say, the Congo, you know, being escorted by, like, a platoon of just, like, soldiers. Um, <laughs> Marines or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, uh, but, I mean, that makes point. Like, when you, when you, let's say, build all of these things for military purposes and you're not at war, um, they ha- can have other uses. Yeah. It, it would be cool to see a Starfleet that uses secondhand stuff. And they're like a reserve force, and then you have an actual military. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, for sure. I am a huge fan. Uh, the Zach Dorn, right? They're like, oh, they haven't been charged in military combat for, you know, however long. Well, like, the Zach Dorn are here with the Federation. So are they consultants? Are they, like, is there still a Zach Dorn defense force that does right. their own things? Because the Federation's a, you know, confederacy, basically. Right. Um, the idea of, like, homemade militias for like the Vulcans and Earth and the Breen and the Andorians and the Zakdorn is really compelling to me but yeah. Deep Space Nine I mean I also kind of things. like this notion of like Starfleet almost um, its core competency is like bureaucracy and so you just like <laughs> it's like all of these different um, federations having these different tactics and technologies or whatever and Starfleet just like is the glue that holds them all together yeah I kind of I kind of like the idea Right, to, to set the T-O-N-E in the ranks and the things like yep. that. Um, Look at this. Like, like she's got it out from him, like, at the very beginning. He's like, that dude needs to be taken down a bit. Yeah, and that's that's an issue I have with, with the story of this episode. And uh, and that, that's classic Pulaski, though. Like, right? Oh, the world isn't quite the way I need it to. Let's change it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, aren't you, aren't you a medical officer? Shouldn't you just be, like, happy when things are good? Like, isn't that a... I know. I I need my female yeah, officers so, to be less know, later empathetic on, in this show. Later on, yeah. Yeah, Jordy gets to kind of shine a bit, um, I feel. Um, it, it's kind of a shared light with uh, Wesley. Um, yeah. And does it have to be? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll get back to this. I really like this. Right? <laughs> apparently, firstly, we get to see Worf's quarters, uh, which yeah. is it's neat. Like, why is it dark? What's that black bubbly thing? Why is That's everything, like, black? Uh, you know, it's 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 interesting. I kind of expect it to be a little bit red because every time you see Klingons, it's like red yeah. and black. Um, that would be a be a nice touch. Yeah, because like I just whether or not they're like this, he's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> just he's he's so. he gets a lot of like you get to see a lot of his personality in this, and I enjoy it. Um, yeah, and. You know, I like that he's trying to... He's doing this ship-building thing, which you would totally not expect Worf to be doing. Or at least I yeah. didn't. And I'm, no, I was no, wondering, I'm like, is this is this like a... He's trying to understand a human's thing? Is this like a, oh, that's interesting, I wonder how it works thing? You know. Right, Riker's interior monologue. Almost gay enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So he's just uh, he's just getting the, the ship to... Uh, yeah, I, I think he's doing it like a calming exercise. Yeah. And then he gets surprised. Yeah, like he's like, ah, now I'm upset. And he's like, I screwed up, screwed up the calming exercise. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So I, I, I like, I like this. When, uh, yeah. When Worf talks about guile, I like it. Um, I kind of wanted them to like like grasp hands, and they don't. I feel like this is a missed opportunity. I just <laughs> I don't know. Like Riker is kind of like this machismo guy, and then Worf is totally like like this you know machismo guy, and so them to just kind of like. Uh, predator, you know, getting soft behind a Dax, Daxon, like shaking, arm wrestling, grasping of hands would have been great. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I was trying yeah. to, I was trying to compact that, and I couldn't really, so I stumbled into it. But anyway, I get you. Um, I do like the little bit here where Data's going to get up, and Riker's like, "No, no, no, stay sitting. You're the, you're the first officer now." Yeah, yeah, I, and I like how. So essentially. The premise, which I do not agree, is that, hey, look, there's a whole bunch of nerds and they're going to have to pretend to be military people. Um, yeah. I like how they're, you know, if we accept the premise, I like how that they're kind of having fun with it. Like, no, 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 you're the first officer now. You do that thing. You yeah. Know? And then, like, how he calls himself, well, I'm Captain Riker, you know, and then even Picard calls him Captain. Yeah, it's great. I mean... They do literally have a holodeck for this. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. It's interesting. Because, like, the adverse conditions on the Hathaway are ones that they couldn't anticipate. There are a lot of restrictions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they have to improvise. And I, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But yeah. Stratagema, we're introduced to this. Yeah, this, this was definitely like a red herring that we got from Netflix. Because I, I didn't know kind of what was kind of going on here. Uh, but it's kind of an interesting... Um, I don't know what you kind of call this, like a pseudo game. Like, what do you call games that are invented for, like, narrative purposes? I, I don't know it? if there's a name for that. I mean, yeah. this is just like another one, like Kasho or Parisi Squares. Yeah. Um, but they do I a pretty moan... good job of just kind of, you know, <laughs> like this. Uh, <laughs> see, Worf gets such good lines in this episode. He's like, I will be irritated. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reaction from Riker. Because I mean, we <laughs> do like, establish uh, that Worf jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and like, he's been on a Klingon ship, so he's like, I mean, what kind of irritation are we talking about here? Are we talking about not getting your food on time irritated or, like, ripping limb from limb irritated? Where are we at? <laughs> yeah. And I like this explanation by these two people, of all things, suddenly being confident yeah. about human nature. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Talking about... Um, you know, how the importance of testing yourself against others to, to gain self-confidence, even if yeah. that means losing sometimes. So, I mean, I like I like how Pulaski and Data work together here, but, well, like, like in this episode, I should say, uh, how they all want to, like, take him down a peg, but Data's the one that doesn't get it. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of, like, how Pulaski kind of, like, shoves Data into him. He's like, hey, nerd, do this thing. Yeah. You know, um, and... Uh, but we'll, I'll get to that later. Um, this is yeah. interesting. Like I, I can kind of see how this works. Like, hey, there are all these different plateaus, and you have to kind of get certain points to get other points. And when your screen is all your color, you win, kind of deal. Yeah, it's a very effectively like they never explain the first freaking rule. Yeah, of Jama. and you get it because it's visually represented. Right. It's a credit to the the effect staff. Yeah, for sure. So this is the Stargazer, as if you couldn't tell. Yeah, um, I like... Uh, I don't know they don't show the back. Um, I like how yeah. the back has, like, four engine things. Yeah, there it yeah. is. It's good. It's good, and those are classic nacelles. So, I mean, not classic classic, but, you know, from the movies classic. Yeah, there he goes. Captain. <laughs> so, um, 
So I like this underdog thing. I like that Riker has all this adversity to deal with. You notice this is the same lab set. This is Worf's office. This is... Uh, I was kind of curious. Uh, for a second, I thought it might have been the Klingon warship set from um, uh, episode uh, the, the third movie. The yeah. one with Christopher Lloyd, or is that the second movie? I get you. I get you. Uh, that is the third movie, the one with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. So... But yeah, I like how, you know, he's he's kind of excited, like, it's ours. You know, he has, like, he's puffing out his chest a little bit, and everyone else is like, oh, man, all this work we got to do. He's like, yeah, but ours. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, it's not probably not his first command, but uh, it's one of his first commands. Yeah, well, it, like, it's kind of, I don't know if I would say a trope, but um, I like what he does here with Warp here. But, like, there's this kind of notion of just, like, the guy walking into a fixer-upper, and he's like, look ours like sure we need a spit and polish but it's ours it's mine it's i feel mm. like i've seen that in a lot of different places uh and, and he pulls it off where is worth still like, a jg I, for this season i thought he was a full lieutenant huh um sorry yeah 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 i guess sorry, like, he's he's um not the real officer that i guess mm. is supposed to be in the first when he said this, I'm like, what do you mean crew? Oh, yeah. I guess there are other people here that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, folks all screwed. So, yeah. I, uh, it's pretty cool. And, like, they're going to, like, they're going to do this thing. They're going to work 48 hours. They can have any yeah. schedule they want for this. Right. right? Like, they're Starfleet. They got nowhere to be. But they're going to say, no, you got two days. You guys are going to miss some sleep for this just because it's cool to do. Yeah, well, it's like it, it's like in boot camp or any kind of military exercise where you have like the op four, the opposition force. You know, they really just kind of, you know, they, they give you kind of task conditions and standards, and then you're on your own. You get to kind of decide how you're gonna raid people or capture people or just whatever it is. Yeah, um, that's and that's kind of that seat, that feeling of just you get to decide is is a cool feeling. Yeah, I like it. So I mean, I just again, I like the feel of this episode where there's, I mean, not not until the end, there's really no bad guy. Yeah. They're just doing something because it's hard to do, and they're making progress. And you could have a nice montage for this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, um, and you know, and I like how it, it isn't just a matter of like, okay, we're gonna clean this up, and then everything's gonna be ship shape. You know, they do have problems to solve, like this warp drive problem. Right. Um, you know, and like Wesley here is eventually gonna be like, oh man, um, I, I have a, a, an experiment that he kind of blows away uh, for the sake of like his team winning. And there is that, that drives home this notion of camaraderie uh, that this part of the episode <laughs> gives him shit. Um, but I, I like, like, like how he's like, he's bought into the team even though it's going to be hard. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the thing is that it's like, you know, is Riker making Wesley bullshit about his chances or is he just saying, hey, look, we have to keep a positive attitude. We can't dwell on the things we don't have. Yeah. Got to keep moving forward. Yeah, and, you know, you see that a lot even. Like, some, you know, it's very easy to just be the person that says, oh, this didn't work, oh, this didn't work. But it's a lot more useful to be able to say, this doesn't work, but I think we can do this instead. Like, to have solutions instead of just whining. Right. And getting that, getting the line between, no, you, everything's good. You must insist that everything is good. And yeah. you must be positive and work towards solutions. It's, it's a very fine line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, sometimes it's it's hard to, it's hard. It, sometimes it's harder to to walk that line than others. But it's good to be mindful of it. Yeah, I. Um... Yep. So this is where we we understand that um, Pulaski 
has maneuvered data to because she thinks, oh, well, you're a computer, right? You're not even human. You can beat him. Um, she, she, yeah. She she was gonna tell tell you in just like a minute, date. I'm sorry. She, she was yeah, totally yeah, gonna yeah, tell you. Totally gonna yeah. Serena um, pops up whenever. She does have I don't know good grace question mark to kind of like look at him and like plead with him. It's like yeah, no, sorry. You know, she has that like sorry face uh, in a in a few <laughs> minutes here or a few yeah. seconds rather. Um, and I just like what's yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Because I mean, like she, he, he is just used to getting crap from her, right? Yeah. And now she's essentially offering a favor for the sake of human pride, which he doesn't really identify with. Yeah, and she's like, "I'll be less of a dick to you occasionally Maybe. if you do this for me." I'm like, "That's not a negotiating position. You shouldn't be a dick to me in the first place." Yeah, you're just a bad person, Pulaski. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was kind of uh, I, this kind of threw me right there. So you have two player characters having a conversation, yeah. you know, and then like an NPC <laughs> um, jumps into the conversation and I'm like, what? You're supposed to be window dressing. Yeah. Well, you're actually in the Actors Guild, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was good. I liked it. Whenever, she's like, yeah. You've only got one line, man. Use your face. I've learned this. Just yeah. do all the facial expressions you can. So, um, so yeah, and, and that's the deal is that Pulaski is like this is the end of her arc with data as far as that goes where she is supportive of him and wants him to do things that are good she roots for him she she doesn't call him a thing once (laughs) i guess she calls him a computer when she's talking to sirna it's not the best story arc (laughs) yeah i mean it definitely doesn't sell me on it it feels like that's radiation uh, you didn't put your head in here did you wesley (laughs) (laughs) sorry so here he goes, you know, he goes, uh, he's going to go sacrifice his science project. Uh, yeah. I know I like it. And I also like that he has a science project that he's just like, hey, I'm supposed to be this wonderkind. <laughs> Fucking old. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm supposed to be this wonderkind. I know, like I, I, it makes sense that I have like some super complicated thing that I want to, I'm interested in, in yeah. figuring out. Yeah. And they just give teenagers antimatter. Yeah, no, it's just, oh, this thing that powers this planet-destroying ship? Sure, you can have a little bit of it, it's fine. Yeah, if you, if you let it out, it'll annihilate matter in a 100% energy conversion reaction, so, you know, don't <laughs> let it out. <laughs> but um, um, they're, they're, they're supposedly, uh, you know, they're trying to figure out why, why the universe is even here, um, if that's the case, because... As far as physics can tell us, they're, they're supposed to be equal amounts of uh, matter and antimatter. Well, you know, for a normal distribution, you just have to be off the curve a little bit to exist. So, yeah, yeah. Only uh, slightly. Only slightly. Um, but here he is. He, he, never, like, he never misses an opportunity to throw shade at anyone on the Enterprise, and it's good. I don't know why yeah. this guy's worried. He's like, hurry up, hurry up. I'm like, why? Like, you had a whole hour. <laughs> like, all you're doing it's is a- just watching this guy could be drinking a tin forward right now. He could be pushing Worf but, Worf's buttons, changing all his presets. He's like, look, man, I am an ensign. <laughs> yeah. Worf has a trap door right behind that arc that goes right to the yeah. furnace. Yeah. So this, just... may, this may be the only time that I can reverse his desktop and uh, watch him get frustrated. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> look, man, all I got to do is create an ensign Ricky exception, and we're going to be yeah. good. I only got t- so much time for this. So I, I don't know. What do you? Th- I don't know how I feel about 
Wesley doing this, if it constitutes cheating or not, because Jordy was able to bring like his like, like he's like, oh, I have a few special things in here uh, just in case. Um, and Wesley is kind of bringing like in in a sense, the same kind of devices, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what like like he was able to get on the ship, realize there was a wrong thing and then actually get a thing that he actually needed. It feels like cheating, but I could see an argument to be made for like, oh, this is like the espionage of like battle. Yeah, that that's my take on it. Yeah, I'm not in any kind of rush to exonerate Wesley. Um, yeah. You know, things happen in war. Yeah, you know, and Picard you know, and- was all, oh, you're so nice. Of course, Commander Riker, Wesley can come. I was like, come on, you're a war buddy. You're <laughs> yeah, a war. Yeah. You've committed to this shtick. So then he just lets an enemy combatant come aboard a ship for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, we don't always call them enemy combatants. We sometimes call them diplomats or um, ambassadors. Yeah, I love the assumption that Data was just going to win and he loses. Great. Yeah, and I love that Pulaski. He kisses. <laughs> I love that. I, I love assume that. that's cultural. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but he, I mean, that hiss was just good. Um, yeah. Uh, but I love that Pulaski was the one. Like, Wait a minute, the computer lost. What? What the hell? Nuts and bolts. Like you're supposed to win. It's like no, I'm a synthetic life form, Pulaski. <laughs> yeah, I like this. You're supposed to be infallible. It's like what? According to this post on Conservative Post Daily, you're infallible. <laughs> there's there's a robot. An- there's a Republican Android. It's a whole thing. Look, anyway, <laughs> how'd you lose data? Um, or what we're talking about? Yeah, no, no, no. So. Picard just lets Wesley over. It's like, Wesley has, like, a medal that says he saved the ship eight times. Yeah, I was about to say, you literally out. were told by some, like, extra-dimensional entity to to make sure that he stays, you know, in engineering or whatever because he's, like, an engineering Mozart. Like, you, told, you were told this <laughs> by a thing that you do not understand. You're just going to let that dude, like, just waltz in and do whatever he wants, like, without yeah. being suspicious? Do not let little kid plot device just do crap on your ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, well, but maybe he saw, he finally saw like the note on Wesley's shirt that says Wesley can do whatever he wants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, I like this too. Like how he's like, listen, I, you, we need, I, we need to get something straight here. All right. You're going to, you're fine. We can do this. It's okay. But you need to, uh, you need to ship up. Like I'll not have you doing the things you're doing, all this petty nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I wish that this conversation was about Kolrami undercutting Picard's crew and Picard standing up for his people. Yeah. Um, but it's about Commander Riker and how he's great, but how Kolrami doesn't see it because Riker's so creative, which I'm going to get to. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to get to it now unless you've got anything for this. No, 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 go for it. Yeah, so the deal is Riker finds a really creative solution. Data and Troy have this discussion, right? Yeah. Where uh, Riker's like always out. does something really clever. Yeah. And like, that's good. But the nature of battles in Star Trek is that they're big cruise liners with cannons on them. Right. But they're ships of the line. So they just sort of sail about and pound each other. Like, that's the right. tactics what in space. Yeah. So, you know, like real space, you have, like, energy curves and maneuverability limits and firing yeah. arcs. Gravity kind of wells. And... Yes. So, but they don't have that because it's a television. So they just sort of pound on each other. So Right. There's only so many clever things you can do with that, but they still want Commander Riker to be, like, smart and to do original yeah. things. Well, I think that's kind of like our America is showing. You know, this kind of 
um, exceptional individual is the one that really is uh, to to blame or to it takes the credit for doing all of these things. Meanwhile, it's it's really everybody. Even if you have a creative solution to the problem, you still need to implement it and you need to communicate it. And those communications need to be other communicated further. And it's not well, just you. Th there's a difference between being competent and knowing things and thinking ahead of someone else and just doing something clever because techno babble. And God, I, I just hope there's never a moment where Riker just needs to pound the crap out of another ship but he insists on doing something clever. I hope that moment doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, what what so, if we like did an inverted rope-a-dope maneuver? Like, why? Why don't we just fire the Doritos? It's, it's a Cleon bird of prey with 12 people aboard it in your galaxy-class starship. Just blow them up. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Uh, so, Troy is useless here. No surprises. Yeah, I mean, she's trying to, you know... I. So I mentioned before in a previous episode, I don't remember when, where I expected this interaction to happen a lot more often. Like if I was a Beta Z and, you know, and I was a counselor to boot and I discovered a one of a kind android with sentience, <laughs> I would be super interested in that android when it comes to just like emotions and do you have emotions? Why can I sense you? Can I sense you? Maybe there's a tingling here. I don't know. Um, so yeah. I'm only getting this kind of interaction right here, which I was, I, I, I hope there's more of because it, it makes sense that these two characters would want to know more about each other, or at least yeah. that Troy would want to know more about data from his kind of <laughs> Android perspective. Yeah, there is a cutscene of, of this episode where Troy walks into her quarters and then throws a copy of the book, healing others through cliches, like right, <laughs> right across the room. <laughs> It's like, I don't Super know, man, I, I totally did chapter three and nothing, just nothing. <laughs> a loss could be disheartening, just kicks it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, and like, it's completely useless. I, I think I've said it before, but there's a biological basis for us having feelings. Like, we evolved that way. Yep. Um, and that Troy seems completely ignorant of those indicates that she, she's probably about to go on vacation like tomorrow <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just like, like listen data so um pulaski made me come here uh, because she's <laughs> apparently she's wrapped up in this whole competition with you whatever who cares okay listen b plot you, yeah. yeah you need yeah you need to do a thing um, this is the a plot buddy right. <laughs> so yeah there's like hey you cheated and he's like but improvisation okay fine i'm, I'm excited <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah it's good i don't know if the like hey you cheated was like a prove to me that you didn't cheat like justify how this isn't cheating and he, mm. like he wasn't convinced um because you know sometimes people in authority do that you know they'll say well this is garbage and they don't really think it's garbage they want you to ch kind of push back to see how would you justify this now yeah. it's kind of a, a dick move to do it that way it's like okay well that doesn't seem right to me how would you justify it is a better way to go about it. But, you know, some people just like to, I don't know. Yeah. Is this yeah. remorse? I don't know. I don't know. If, you know, because, I mean, they're they're witnessing self-doubt in, in like, an android that's supposed to have no feelings because they remind you that constantly. Yeah. Um, what, is she, like, sad? Like, she looks sad. I mean, she, I mean, perhaps I'm projecting, but Data here is seeing himself as a malfunctioning machine and right. not as... Like a person who just loses sometimes. Yeah. And Pulaski feels bad about that. Right. Um, 
I wish that there had been more text for that. Yeah. I mean, because Pulaski is, I mean, you would, ex- Pulaski's made that argument. He's like, well, he's just a machine. He, who cares what happens to him? Um, but here he is struggling with like a human thing. Nice. Um, done. Little yeah, little. that was kind of, that's a little, little uh, jump right there. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, he struggled with a human thing and she's sad about it. She's like, oh crap, I, I thought there would be no repercussions to my actions. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- yeah. I thought I could just like, oh, have our supercomputer beat that guy and then I could gloat and it would have been fun. But you're really mm-hmm. sad about a thing and I'm sorry. And she's not sad because she lost and failed to beat Karami. She's sad because she seems to have injured data. Yeah. The feeling she feels is empathy or like yeah, empathy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, empathy adjacent. <laughs> so, so you notice the bro ship over there is building their, their ship from scratch. While all the ladies over here are doing emotion things. Yeah, yeah. They're like, so, they're like, oh, we're trying to make our, our friend who doesn't have emotions feel emotions. Um, yeah, this, they're so the this, same thing, Pulaski. They're the same thing, Pulaski. Well, see, <laughs> <laughs> Pulaski having a conversation with herself. So here's the interesting. Here's the interesting notion about like machine learning. So essentially, machine learning, which is supposed to be kind of like the precursor to a specific journal AI uh, generally uses like mathematical statistics to kind of um, decide on like what behavior is good versus what behavior isn't good, like what to do in a situation. Um, in evolutionary psychology, as far as I understand it, feelings are that thing that drives our actions. You know, so we, we are afraid of things that can hurt us. We like things that are good for us, etc. cetera. Um, and it's kind of interesting that they, they, Somewhat subtle, like, oh, Android algorithms, he's still doing the behavior even without the feeling. Yeah. Um, I, I like that they kind of, it, it takes a little bit of digging, but that they went that far, I feel. Yeah, it's great. And here, of course, Papa Picard has to fix things. Yeah, Like, yeah. the thing I said and earlier he, that wasn't a criticism, but this <laughs> they kind of is. And I like how, uh, the, okay, so I always wanted to know where this line came from, right? Like, what episode? Um, yeah. Because it's such a good, like, I... It's something that I wouldn't mind having tattooed on my body. <laughs> because it's so poignant. It, it's life doesn't, you know, if you're, I grew up Catholic. And so there's this kind of implied sense of like, well, there's justice to the universe because God made it kind of thing. But there isn't. Life doesn't yeah. care about you. And um, you can make all the right decisions and still fail. And you don't, that's not a value judgment on yourself. That's just how things happen sometimes. And the best thing you can do is just soldier on, you know, with whatever scraps of, of, you know, of yourself that you can muster. Really? That's what you were talking I thought Aquinas was all like city of God, city of man. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, maybe it wasn't Aquinas. Anyway, I get him mixed up with the other one. So, uh, Thomas uh, Aquinas was definitely a philosopher and a padre. Uh, I don't yeah. know much more about him, but besides that. There, there's another A guy who did the same thing. And it's like, really? There's 26 <laughs> letters of the alphabet, you dicks. So anyway. Use them all, you jerks. Yeah. Anyway. I like how he does this like infinite regress here. Where he's like, <laughs> where he's like, oh, but Commander Rucker knows we know. So maybe he knows. So he'll do the opposite thing. But then what if yeah. he expects that and he knows we know we know he knows. And this, he's like, all right, stop. In, in the nuclear power community, this is colloquially known as nuking it. When you, you, <laughs> you go into too many levels of analysis. Um, yeah, uh-huh. no, it's good. Uh, in um, I mean, we just software development is generally just over engineering, um, so no, nothing kind of special there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, you know, like I, 
I don't know if I agree with the answer that Troy is leading Data to, where he's like, well, okay. Like, she's leading to him for sure, and it, yes, it makes sense. He is a man, and he will do the things based on... But that doesn't actually give you anything of value. Uh, like it, it alludes to... And again, this is great from a psychologist. It alludes to the fact that Riker has tools that he uses to solve problems, right? Yeah, yeah. And... Everyone does. Everyone has tools and resources and ways to approach problems and to get what they want and all that kind of stuff. As a psychologist, her job should be to teach people new tools, right? Yeah, I would say um, that. I'd say that's true. As to, a counselor, I think as a counselor, I would say specifically. Right, and, and to unlearn perhaps the negative tools that one right. uses, right? So it's if they hit that a little sharper, I'm still happy with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like how he like screen off and like he runs back to his chair. Like he's <laughs> he's excited, right? He's like, "Yeah, let's play the game. It's gonna be fun." Right, and that's um, the thing that that's the tone they're setting. Yeah, and I I I'm a big fan of they do this every now and again where they they casually talk about each other's tactics. It's like, oh no, he's just doing this. Yes, um, because it's a good narrative way for the audience to understand. Okay, you just said blah 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 maneuver. What does that mean to me? Yeah. Um, and then he just kind of gives you this brief sentence as like, oh, he's teasing. Like, oh. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I liked how they did that. I thought it was good. Yeah. And you can see that these are really uh, technical aspects. They, they don't want the ships to shoot too much because it's expensive. Um, <laughs> so a lot of it is, a lot of the action is with action and reaction and, um, you know, the Kuma maneuver and what that means. And people push buttons with intensity. And that's how you sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so him laughing there is interesting, right? Like he didn't, he, he was so invested in Riker just not doing anything good. And he laughs at like such a pleasure. Yeah, look, he's like, he, I thought that was interesting that he, he was able to recognize good strategy when he sees it, despite how he feels about the person that comes from. Right. We, we talk about um, dimensionalized supporting cast, right? This show relies on its supporting cast. Yeah. And, yeah, they are just—they don't need to be cut out bad guys. Like we talked about Rimmick, how Rimmick really respects yeah. the Enterprise, even though he rips them apart. Right, eh, Picard maneuver. Um, <laughs> so when he pulls his shirt down, Patrick Stewart, I guess, popularized that. So they they oh, kid okay. that that's the Picard maneuver. Oh, okay, interesting. I didn't know. Um, that. Yeah, when he pulls his shirt down, everyone will do it before the end of this series. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, just that's imitating gotta be a Picard. British thing. That's got to be a British officer thing. Like, all right, let's. Let's make sure my class A's are all nice and straight before I go present myself to somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's they all do it just as like a, I guess an on stage meme. Okay. Uh, started by Patrick Stewart. So uh, yeah, right. So certainly Kolrami, um, he is like a, a dimensional person. He's not just some ass that needs yeah. to be shown up. Like he has yeah. his own things happening, and he he respects. Bam! Instantly switches gears. Great. So, I mean, this this game takes a new turn, right? Um, and yeah. I don't know, this this just literally comes out of nowhere. Like, this yeah. is just, hey, what if Worf thing, but real. Oh. <laughs> uh, I also like how she comes out here like, wait, what's happening? Like, are, <laughs> are you supposed to be in the background? I mean, yes, uh, they're being fired one instant. <laughs> Look, they paid her to talk, so she does all the extra talking in this episode. Yeah, I guess it's fair. So, uh, I like that they, they're like, oh, Worf doesn't think that that we will think that he'll do it twice. Therefore, he's going to do it twice. Right. And it's like, ah, Mr. Worf is super clever. It's like, oh, he's actually not that clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he did. So, 
Um, um, and so th- this is uh, I forget what that what's that called that thought experiment where it's uh, the a train problem. and it's it, there's two tracks there's one person versus five people and you yeah. have to choose what what track the train's going to go on. I mean they're, they're not pushing a Fatorian ship in front of the Ferengi or anything. Oh, it's great that <laughs> snort. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed um, it again. Damn. Yeah. So uh, this is Armin Shimmerman playing the main Ferengi again. He he was he played Ferengi in their first appearance. Okay. I mean, so here's the thing. Like, so I walk away from this episode thinking, basically, Starfleet are whales, and the Fringy are like these bottom fingers that just hang around the whales looking for scraps of food. (laughs) And the moment they're like, ooh, valuable thing, they just come in and raid. Like, that's kind of what I'm led to believe. And I would think that such an obvious behavior trait, Starfleet would be like, hey, listen, um, so... um, when you become a commander and, and you're a captain of a vessel, you're going to see some Ferengi around. <laughs> just, just don't give them any notice. It's fine. Um, if they ever attack you, uh, we have we can manufacture jewels. Just teleport some over. They're fine with it. <laughs> That's great. It's great. Um, that that would be a much better contingency plan. <laughs> yeah, and see, this is the other thing I know. So, so okay, the Ferengi's like, we were watching. And that thing um, doesn't look like it's valuable, but that must mean since you're protecting it, it has value. So we're going to shoot things until we get it. It's like, okay. I think that guy on the right's tripping balls. <laughs> and so here's, here's, here's something like, like they do this very complicated thing. I'm like, okay, but there's nothing actually FSD, valuable. He can smell colors. Sorry. <laughs> there's nothing valuable in that ship though. Like they just wrecked it. They wrecked yeah. it and they put pieces together with scrap parts. Like, okay, 10 minutes. Beam all of your people off because, like, he's gonna give you ten minutes to decide. Take your shields down, beam them over. All right, you can have it. Peace out. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? Like, why wouldn't you do that? And he's like, "We can only do retreat or die." I'm like, no, you're a bad strategist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a military man. He thinks in military terms. Yeah, there I isn't guess. really a military solution to this. There is a diplomatic one, which I think you suggested. Yeah, or I mean, yeah, and, and and that's the other aspect of it too. Is like, so let's say you did what I'm suggesting. They take off with that thing. You like cry to Starfleet, and then now they have to like, uh, you know, they have to like go before like the Federation, which I think they're part of, right? And explain why they a fired on a ship and b took Federation property. Yeah, and that the Ferengi are always like, oh, that was just a corporation that wasn't us. That doesn't. Yeah, you, you yeah, want. I guess so. You went Kratol LLC. (laughs) Wait, that's a shell corporation for the thing that really did the thing. (laughs) Yeah. uh... Um, So, and and this is weird. Okay. So that's what, that was my first thought. My first thought when they were like saying, hey, look, that's a valuable thing. My first thought was just, why don't they just give it to him? Because it was a wrecked ship to begin with. Um, And here they are talking about, um, well, they're getting into this plan that's going to result in if they're off by a millisecond, which they've already established, we don't we don't know how well this is going to perform. Forty yeah. people are going to die, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, what? Just give them the ship. <laughs> they want the ship. Give them the ship. <laughs> like even yeah. if it was, I mean, to this up till now, Starfleet has. You know, over and over again, talked about like the value of human life. You know how like oh, we can't yeah. we can't leave people behind. Blah blah blah. Um, so if if that if they want an inanimate thing, 
why not just say, hey, listen, we have people on board. We'll give you the ship. We'll let our people beam over. Yeah. And you can have it. And that, I mean, that's the reasonable solution, yeah. Because, I mean, and, and then once that happens, then, yeah, you let the bureaucrats handle it or whatever. But at least yeah. your people are safe. But, um, but now we have a dramatic option open to us. Yeah, yeah. That requires yeah, yeah. timing down to a millisecond, which isn't yeah. a lot to ask of your computers, if guys. We hit, if, yeah. they're, they're big computers in space. They're space computers. Yeah, if we hit that bullseye, their dominoes will fall like a house of cards. Check. <laughs> yep. So then they establish that Worf is going to do the other thing. Like, they have data come up with the theory. Everything fires on all four cylinders, yep. right? Everyone interacts, and then... Uh, like it's great. Like it's a good ensemble episode, even though everyone's yeah. working at cross purposes. Yeah, and this is my own. This is this is that like that piece about like this conflict that's happening, um, the resolution that they come up with. That's like my only nitpick of this episode. Like that, yeah. I feel like they should have done something different. You know, like let's say instead of having to protect, um, you know, someone else via like some some conflict, maybe maybe they notice like a, a legitimate distress signal or something. Shit, where they go? And they have to decide oh, now. to do that instead with like a, a ship that's kind of messed up. <laughs> Sorry, he just looks so high. Um, so yeah, no one. Yeah, he's got the open mouth too. He's like like mouth breathing the whole time. The, the, the Ferengi conflict is completely forgettable. Like no one watches this because of the Ferengi. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's like the, the thing about it is that and, I don't like one, you're completely right about the conflict, but two, I don't, I'm not. Yeah. Super well, yeah. And, and that, that's a really good point. You could actually literally take the Ferengi out of this and this is a still good episode. Like how you could, I, yeah. I could just jump. You could just jump from that to like when the Ferengi leave and the episode's still solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's that's the, this is just the Riker scenes, the scenes where you have action, yeah. The scenes where, you know, something has to happen in order for it to meet its its action quotient for the week. I like I like how a wharf pulled his wharf maneuver, you know, yeah. Klingon guile. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's good. I like, um, and I you know once again I, I really like in this episode how much characterization we get of wharf. We get his personality. We get kind of like, you know, he doesn't like. Like, you kind of get a sensation that he doesn't like bullies. Like, in the sense that he doesn't like, like, oh, th- this you, this can't be done. He's like, oh, no, I can do it. Like, he yeah. likes the, kind of the underdog thing. It's almost yeah. as if, like, maybe he had, like, his human foster parents um, had, like, a, a male sibling that was older than Worf and he got bullied by him. <laughs> but he was, uh-huh. like, actually, like, 8'4". Like, <laughs> he was just super huge. <laughs> like, Worf okay. was like, no, Bran. <laughs> like, I don't I'll be honest with you and spoil, spoil it. He, you're completely right. He's not eight four, but you're completely right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, we, we've kind of one up to Cole Rami, proven that he was wrong about us sucking. We don't suck. He sucks. And yeah. now this scene exists for no reason. Yeah, um, I mean, this is th- once again. This is like I think American individualism. You know, like oh, we need uh, we need the underdog to win because that that justifies all of our like individuals doing individual things. It's it's too much comeuppance. It's it's upcome too much. Yes, it's I agree. Uh, like you could have Data and Jordy, and then Riker, and they could all just be playing Andorian dice. And Data's like, oh, this is simple. It's like, yeah, it's different from from Stratagema, 
and Data's like, well, it's all numbers. I'm going to kick ass at this. And then, you know, they cut later and it's like, oh no, it's actually like you read people socially and it's really complicated. Or, you know, what would have been great too is that, you know, Data, like still kind of like he, he's able to put aside some things to get whatever he needs done to be like the number one in that scenario. But he still is kind of like shook. Like, and, and he talks with his friends at 10 Ford about like what he shook about and yeah. maybe he learns some more things about what it means to be human because that's an important thing to him. But instead yeah. we just, you know, and that being said, um, I would have, I would have been fine if you really set up this entire episode for, uh, for like the last line that data says in the scene, because it's just good. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny that he just, and I like how it's like he, uh, it's like that meme where like a dude's just standing still and all those people go crazy around him. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Like, oh man, the nerd did a cool thing. Whoa! <laughs> I, uh, here here it comes. Great. Bam! Woo! Yeah, I never <laughs> got it. <laughs> and his his solution is good too. I like the solution to not not play to win, but simply yeah. to play to stall. Yeah, because um, he knows that he has an ego and Data doesn't have one, so he doesn't have well, to win. So. He has to pee eventually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Data clearly cheated. He just <laughs> trolled Sirna, really. That's all he did. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, but like, I, I, yeah, I agree. I didn't really need the comeuppance. I, I would have liked mm-hmm. something more. I would have liked them to kind of put a capstone on the whole self confidence thing, or at the very least, kind of dig the whole little deeper before they put the capstone on. Yeah, I mean, you know, Data did come up with a unique solution. Therefore, yeah. restoring his confidence and helping him solve the problem. But right. anyway, good episode. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I, I, it's this is. I think I said about another episode that I would not watch it again. This episode, I would certainly watch again. I watched this episode so many times. <laughs> it's good. It's a good one. All right, next ep- Next week, we're going to do the the season two supplemental. Well, no, we have we have Shades of Grey, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. Go ahead and read a Shades of Grey. <laughs> I'm scared now. <laughs> so um, we have uh, Riker here, and he's there's some. He's in a machine that looks like it's going to do some kind of brain scan thing because it's all around his head, and it looks like either there are things on the surface of his head or directly into his skull that's doing stuff. Um, I immediately think of like Spock's brain. Um, that, Fair enough. that like somehow um, they're going to take his brain out and do a thing because it's so creative and, and uh, uh, so Kirkian. <laughs> um, and this is what we get from Netflix. Uh, Riker returns from an away team mission wounded and infected with microbes from the planet below and is soon in a coma in sickbay. Oh, cool. So he dies. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Are, are you are you, <laughs> are you saying we don't need to see this episode? We'll just we'll just omit it entirely. We should watch it. It's canon. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, all right, good deal. I'm, I'm, I, I'm I do try to prejudice you on these episodes, but yeah, yeah, yay! <laughs> all right, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see you next week. So until then, remember. remember Rand. Rand. Hey, I'll make this short because 
everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We watch Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember Rand.